0: So when traveling around the world, I look for two things in particular. I look for museums and food.
1: (laughs) Yes. That's why we like you.
0: I mean, what else is there? (laughs) And by extension, I like to try to see if there's something like a food factory tour that is local when I'm traveling internationally. So uh, you can learn so much about a culture from the foods that they eat. Um, for example, if you, they have a lot of fish in their diet, they know, you know, that they are near a large source of water. Um, if there's a certain type of food that's, they don't eat, like for example, like say pork or beef, you know, it's most likely to be a result of things like religion or regional need and be through their food. You learn about the culture.
2: Yeah, totally makes sense that. Yes, that makes sense. Um, So that is why we love food tours, not only for the food, of course, but the history behind a brand or about the origins of the local foods and learn about the culture altogether. So today we are going to talk about some food tours that we visited and a few places we want to go. And again, this is the Meet Us in Paris podcast, the podcast about all things travel, be it destinations, food, having an amazing time, or what to pack for your next trip. I am Emily, and you've already heard from Zen, and here's Lee, too. Hey there! Hey! Hello, hello. Okay, so before we get into our Tales of Food Tours, um, there's we wanted to give a short message from our sponsor. The events of 2020 have shaken the world and impacted our lives, but fearlessness is the mother of reinvention. Change your career, prepare for a promotion, start a business with our fully online professional certificate programs, available anywhere, anytime to fit your busy schedule. Find out more at ce.uci.edu. With adversity comes great strength. Find yours with us at the University of California, Division of Continuing Education. Find them at ce.uci.edu.
0: All right. So one of the things that really, really was one of the contributors for me loving to travel internationally was I love eating lots of ethnic foods. And also the, the master of ethnic foods, um, in traveling was Anthony Bourdain. Um, and man, if you have a chance, go watch his show, any of them. He did them for years before he moved on. And, um, just watch any of them. Go see the one on Laos, go to see the one on Vietnam. And not only does he talk about the food, he talks to the people. He learned, teaches you a little bit about the culture and what the food means to the region. That being said, um, I want to talk about some things that are more accessible to us, um, you know, other than going to the, I don't know, the middle of the savannah. Um, My first is um, the Boudin Museum and Bakery Tour. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Have you guys seen this or been there?
2: Uh, I have been to the one in California Adventure. (laughs) <laughs> That's not the one I'm going to talk about. I've been to the one in San Francisco.
0: Yes. The original. Yes. <laughs> so, um, we could talk, I could talk about both. But if you have an opportunity, what you should do is when you're in San Francisco on the wharf, there is a Boudin, um, Boudin bakery and it looks like it's in an old warehouse of some sort. So it is a multi function, multi building. So on the ground floor, they have the, um, the kind of quick serve, um, Boudin Bakery food restaurant, and um, it's huge. It's just really, really huge. The food's great there. Um, it's just quick serve, but it, it's really tasty. If you go upstairs, they actually have two things. They have a sit-down restaurant. Um, so if you want a little bit of nicer fare and you want to be served, you go upstairs to that restaurant. There also, on the second floor, is a museum and bakery tour mm. that tells you about how, um, about Boudin, their bread, sourdough, and how it relates to California uniquely. Um, to I'll make a very, very condensed version of it. Um, miners like bread. And one of the ways they would make Bread is sourdough, and sourdough is when you make bread dough, but you don't add yeast to it. Well, not exactly. What you do is you allow it, allow it to be populated by natural yeast that actually is in the air. And so you put in a little sourdough, it gets some of the yeast from the air, and um, every day you tear off, you know, like three quarters of the um, the dough you cook some bread you add more uh flour salt and water to your starter dough which is that little stuff that's left over and the yeast will populate into the rest of uh the dough so every day you keep a little bit with the um yeast and then you cook some of it and then you add some more raw material and then the next day it's populated with um with yeast and San Francisco has a certain, I forget, some kind of Bacillus or some sort. And that particular Bacillus gives the f- unique flavor to um, Boudin's bread, which is a sourdough, has a slightly sour flavor. If you go to any Boudin in the United States, I think they're only in the United States, um, every one of the Boudins is sent some of that st- starter f- starter dough from San Francisco to give that unique flavor when you eat it in a restaurant somewhere else.
2: Ooh, that's very
0: really so, cool. Um also this particular one they bake their own bread. So when you're on the second floor it's really neat because you can look down and you can watch them break intense amounts of bread. <laughs> um, which is so cool to see all the different mm-hmm. machines separating oh, you yeah. know like, small pieces of little pieces of dough and stuff like that. But also if you want to see a more narrated tour, less museumy, museum y, mm-hmm. they have another tour in California Adventure, which is kind of a guided tour and it's like a smaller version of it. So yeah. it's pretty cool.
2: And you can get free slices Sourdough. of bread. <laughs> which is <laughs> always snack.
1: my favorite. Yes.
2: Yes. Yeah. Keeps you going. But that one's fun too. Yum. I love sourdough. I used to not like sourdough when I was growing up because it was too sour. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> appreciate the sourness. I was like, why is this bread so sour? Um, but I love it now.
0: Oh, I love it. it. just Not just the sour, but also that it's so crispy on the yes, outside. The it's crunch. so soft on the... Yes. Yeah, it's like this... It's a dichotomy.
2: Yeah, it really is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, okay. I need to make my way to the the original, the real tour in san francisco next time i'm there yeah okay so i went to <laughs> milwaukee wisconsin um was that last year or the year before i can't remember now <laughs> whenever that was recently i went to milwaukee wisconsin and i before going i had no idea what is in Wisconsin or Milwaukee or anything? <laughs> I was going there for my cousin's wedding because um, he was having it there. And then actually, when I told him, he was like, "Oh, are you going to go eat cheese?" Um, that was the first <laughs> time. I, that was the first time I was like, "Oh, Wisconsin has cheese." I, I had no idea. where happy cows came from. Happy cows come from
1: Actually, happy cows come from California. <laughs>
0: Oh, sorry. Whoops. Uh-oh. I stole Californias, but yeah.
2: <laughs> but I had no idea that cheese was such a big deal in Wisconsin. So, of course, when I was there, <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> when I was there, my whole family and I, we set out to find cheese, any kind of cheese we could you know, get our hands on and kind of take a tour if there was anything available um, while we were there for the wedding. So first, um, I think the day we were there, the first day we got there, we just I just looked up like cheese, <laughs> um, and the Wisconsin Cheese Mart came up, and I guess it's pretty notable because it was the first thing that popped up on Google. Um, but this isn't really a food tour necessarily. It's more it's what it is. It's a cheese mart. Uh, you walk in and it's a whole. It's a pretty small. It's probably like the size of a liquor store, um, like a small liquor store, but the whole. Left side of the wall is all cheeses, um, every kind of like different by like the type, by the flavor, by the anything you can think of, um, they have it all. And then they have little samples that you can try too. And then there's people there super knowledgeable about cheese; um, they will tell you, answer any questions you have. I think when I was there, they were sampling this new like chocolate cheese. Mm. Very interesting, um, but yeah, and then they have always um, these. We went there like two days in a row, <laughs> but they had like a some sort of deal going on where if you bought like x amount of cheeses, you get a free cheese. So we all took advantage of that. Um, but the actual cheese tour we went on is at this place called the Clock Shadow Creamery, which is the only first and only cheese factory tour in Milwaukee. pretty fascinating. Um, But what's cool about clock shadow outside of the cheese making is the building itself is almost made, made entirely of reused materials. Um, It's like a completely eco building. Um, They did like a power generating elevator, a rainwater (laughs) using system. They have a rooftop garden that they took us to um, on the tour where they have like their own, Bee colony, that's what it's called, um, where the bees just kind of hang out and they just go up there and uh, live there. Um, but on the first floor is where the actual cheese factory happens. And it's a really small factory. So it's the ticket prices are like two or three dollars, depending on adult or child. But you basically, they just take you to one viewing room. And then you see there's a window and you look through the window and then you could see all the machinery. Uh, Unfortunately at the time they didn't have any cheese making going on. So we just watched a video about it, but still really fascinating. Um, Cool. I mean, like they answer all of your questions that you could ever have about cheese. And I learned that the way that they make cheese like, or more orange or give a, a redder color is not because it's like a different cheese like cheese is all cheese I guess if that makes sense they just mm. add different things to make it a different color or a different flavor so that reddish color comes from anayote seeds I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that correctly uh, but it's like this really vibrant reddish brownish color that they'll just add like sprinklings into and then it makes different shades of orange cheeses. Uh, But cheese, lots of cheese. I guess Wisconsin is definitely the place to go for cheese. That I now know.
1: Oh, for sure. Definitely. I mean, and that's, you know, the Packers being uh, cheeseheads and stuff (laughs) like that. And it was the first place I ever had cheese curds.
2: Yes. delicious
1: crappy name yummy taste um yeah, and exactly. if you ever want to venture out and get another like if you want to get your like cheese on on the west coast i highly recommend the tillamook factory tour in oregon mm-hmm. that was awesome. and it's not Ooh. just cheese because you can also get ice cream too ice
2: cream um, but that's a good Butter. one Butter. yes Butter. tillamook's <laughs> on my list <living>, <laughs> to go. i just started trying their um ice creams from sprouts <laughs> mm-hmm. i never looked before but they're delicious
1: Yeah, when I did their tour, um, and this was back in like 2008, their ice cream was still really like it was a small part of their operation. They were really Mm. all about cheese. Um, And I'd love to go back and, you know, because, you know, me and field research for ice cream. So, um, well, you know, as we're talking about tours and stuff like that, you know, the first one that came to mind for me was uh, Tabasco. Um, I, at the time, I lived in Southern Louisiana, and it's the Tabasco factory is out in Avery Island, a remote part of Louisiana. And even if you are blindfolded and driving, a, and you are in a self-driving car because you shouldn't be doing being blindfolded ever, but anyway, um, you'll know you are approaching it because you can smell it literally from miles away. There is this intense vinegar, salty air. Um, that lets you know you're on the right track. Plus, there's only really one road that goes in there because it's kind of like an island. Uh, But it is a fascinating, fascinating place to go. So I went there back in 2000, and literally the entire world's Tabasco is made in this one factory. Uh, And they have... They actually started back in uh back in the world back in the time of World War one because of meal rations um and the you know, folks all the troops were complaining about how la the food was and so Tabasco really kind of got their name out there by making these teeny tiny little bottles that they could put in the m r a s um and send out with the troops and troops come back, got lots of you know wanted some more, and there it became you know, there it went um it is it's awesome uh you know after you get over the the scent of the air. <laughs> um because you can get a tour they've got of course a video and stuff like that their store is absolutely amazing because you there were types of tabasco that you've never seen yet um but there's just so many cool things from the tabasco tie and stuff like that To i mean how they have been branded all over the world um, and so, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's a fascinating tour. It's super, super fun, uh, and you will look at those little bottles with a whole new appreciation.
0: I loved Tabasco. Awesome,
1: me too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, that would be so cool. Did you? Do, what was their gift shop like? Huge. Did they have a? Did they? Ha- I'm assuming. I mean, what, oh, did they have yeah. anything interesting in there, or?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, they had such cool things in terms of, I mean, attire. I mean, of course, recipe books and stuff like that. They even had historical items. Uh, I stand corrected. They've actually been around since 1868 because the food back, wow. you know. Yeah, they've been around for eight you know, for more than 150 years. Um, and it was actually patented in 1870. Um But yeah, it it really while it was sold in Europe and sold here, it really gained that's how they they kinda got their foothold was in the World War. But yeah, you can buy all sorts of stuff. Um, they're sauces that you won't see here, they really didn't unleash any new flavors for the first hundred years. So from eighteen sixty eight until actually it was nineteen ninety three when they introduced their first green sauce.
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And
1: okay. then from there, um, they had two more in '96, and then in the 2000s we've seen another five, um, including their. Uh, I think their latest one was in 2017. Um, but yeah, you can find all sorts of wagon wacky- socks. I mean, I brought my brother's socks while I was there, <laughs>
2: um,
1: and a the tie because you know you gotta keep things classy. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 so it's it's really really neat and and. To build off of, you know, what Emily was sharing, they're also really committed to natural resources. And so they talk about what they've been doing to keep their business sustainable um, moving forward because they do. They use a lot of salt from the local area. Um, it is an island. So they work closely with the local ecosystem and things like that, creating a bird sanctuary. So it's it's a pretty cool, darn cool place.
0: You know, when, when I got nothing to do, I like to have a few drinks, get those little bottles, hold it, one in each hand, and run around the house going, I'm a giant!
1: <laughs> I was going to say, no. me mis- <laughs> <you're> like <a> giant.
0: <laughs> you know, like the little ones that you get, mm-hmm. like at a uh, like at a hotel that comes with your tray? Anyways.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Oh, and
1: if you get hungry while you're there, though, you, they, they also have a restaurant on site. So. Nice. And, the
2: and
0: everything is all- hot sauce.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is not. I mean, in the Bloody Mary absolutely amazing
0: oh, oh chip, you don't know, want and i love their chipotle sauce i mm-hmm. mean that is i mean the tabasco is great but for some reason i am the biggest fan of their chipotle so
1: mm-hmm. so i highly recommend that as a, a fascinating food tour
0: okay so the next one i have is um hershey pennsylvania
2: mm. Man, that was mine. It's okay. Oh, you, I'm yeah, we you can both talk about it. You take it. <laughs> no. no, no.
0: Let's, I haven't been for a while. So,
2: I too. To, <laughs> or
0: do you want to share it?
2: Uh, you go ahead and share. I'll piece together what I can, I'll add in what I can remember.
0: <laughs> okay. So, this is, I'm going to give two versions because I have been there, but it's before they expanded it. So, Hershey, Pennsylvania is where Hershey chocolate is was originally made. And back in the seventies, when I was a kid, um, I grew up in Ohio and we often went to the East coast cause we had lots of family there. So we would have these road trips and these road trips that where you don't have, um, this is before laptops, wifi, DVD players and stuff like that. So the thing is that you read books and you stared out the um, window and you (laughs) bugged your sister. um, And I was particularly good at bugging my sister Mm -hmm. either and or, Um, but one of the stops along the way we would always make um, from Ohio to the East coast is go to Hershey, Pennsylvania, and we would stop there. And why we would stop there was they actually had a small factory tour. Um, They're, Factory tour was 100% made up in the sense was it was a dark ride, not unlike something you would go to Disneyland where um kind of like the Haunted Mansion or Peter Pan. And you would get in these little carts on the track and they would actually send you through a bunch of murals, you know, these sets showing you, how they made Hershey chocolate, and it was all fake, but it was really neat because it actually did show you the process of how they made Hershey's chocolate, so you know they had these vats of where they're melting the chocolate, and you know these machines which would wrap all the Hershey kisses and showing them on conveyor belts and As a kid, I just remember that being one of the highlights of going to see my cousins um part of the trip before going to see my cousins, we would stop in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Um, and like lots of roadside attractions over the years, they kept on expanding and expanding and, um, now they have like a larger space and now they even have an amusement park that is attached to this, which originally started out as kind of, a learn about how to, um, learn about chocolate. So what's your experience? Yes,
2: yeah, so I can't Definitely. remember why I went there. Um, it was a summer. I, I spent a couple summers on the East Coast because my family lives over there. So we, and it was just me, like my mom would send me out for like a week or two in the summer and I would spend time with my cousins and my aunts and uncles. Good um, kid. Yep. <laughs> and so I can't remember what the bigger, you know, bigger vacation part was but I do remember we drove to Hershey Pennsylvania and I went to the park and I had no idea that there was a theme park for Hershey chocolate um let alone like a the whole tour that you talked about then uh but I remember going to the theme park and it's very carnivaly like um it, it's like a small theme park. Obviously, it's not like Disneyland or <laughs> anything like that. Um, but it's it's substantial enough that it, we went on a couple rides. They have not. It's it's more of an.
0: They have like a couple. From what I can see, they they. I understand this. Like they have a couple roller coasters.
2: Yeah, and I can't you know, remember if I went on those or not because like, my memory is that I didn't go on any roller coasters.
0: They have like a small water park. They have a Ferris wheel. I mean. All the all the things that you expect in an amusement park, right? It is
2: there, totally. Yeah, yeah, I had a pretty good time there. I also went took the same tour you did, Zen. um, Mm -hmm. Where it's funny because it says it's a factory tour, but it is like a made up factory tour. Yeah, Um, and then we went and did the create your own candy bar. I didn't. I just watched my little cousins do it. Uh, but that was cool too. Just picking ingredients and seeing them come out, and then eating it. I just got a good old Hershey chocolate hot cocoa, which was delicious. Um, <clears throat> but that was such a bizarre—not bizarre, but I just I can't remember any other part of that trip except for uh, the Hershey, Pennsylvania. So
0: it it, it resonates with you. Yeah. I mean. And to me it's just like it's just I guess what it is is sometimes it's we can we keep on talking like it's it's about the experience of going somewhere, not just the destination, it's the journey. And it, like coming across these little places are so much fun.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. And I think if I remember correctly, um, when we left the park or left the area, we you can actually drive and see I don't know if I'm mixing this up with something else, but if I'm correct, you can see like the house of the original Hershey, I don't know, founder, the creator of Hershey, like his mansion or something, or chateau or something like that on the hillside. Um, Again, could be totally wrong. I did not fact check this. But Mm -hmm. I, I vaguely remember driving away and then they were like, my uncle was like, oh, that's the chateau where the original Hershey maker and his family lives. And maybe now it's like a government or like a Town official building now, not a residence, but that was cool to see too. If I'm remembering it correctly, again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but delicious chocolate, always good. Uh, and then I was reading on their website actually that they're closed, or their um their factory ride tours closed for this week that we're recording. But if you go, you can still get free chocolate at the front door. Oh, so, <laughs> oh, that's nice. Um. Okay, so I added to Zen's Hershey factory tour a little bit, but I wanted to talk about Hawaii Dole Plantation. Ooh. It's not really a factory tour, but there's food so and activities. Um, have I'm assuming Zen has gone. Have you gone Zen and we, have, either of you? I
1: haven't been, but oh. I've indulged in the product.
2: Yes.
0: Are you know doing- I have not, but this. It me, now you reminded me. I've gone on, on Hawaii. I've gone on coffee tours.
2: Yes. Okay. I haven't gone on a coffee tour in Hawaii, but that did come up when I was searching for Hawaii food tours. Uh, uh-huh. Okay. So let me tell you all about Dole Plantation. So if you do not know, Dole is the creator of pineapple products, I guess. Um, I know in my refrigerator, Growing up, we always had Dole juices. Um, so whether it was like orange and pineapple, or like pineapple and something, it was always like a mixture of juices. But they do a couple more things besides juice. Uh, so in at the Dole plantation, which is in Hawaii. Okay, now I have to fact check myself. Where in Hawaii is it? Anyways, while I look, it's in Hawaii. It is in Hawaii. Yeah, I mean you walk around the island enough or long enough you'll find it um they have a bunch of activities where you can take a train around um the plantation you can take a garden tour and the one that i remember the most is doing the maze so this is like Mm. the ultimate maze um it's like a it's a it's not a corn maze but in my mind when i think of a maze i think of a corn maze um, that was every maze I go to nowadays, um, like if I go to a pumpkin patch or something, it never lives up to this dull Plantation maze because all, of the, uh, all the pumpkin patch mazes of course they're on a pumpkin patch so they can't be that big and it's pretty much pumpkin patch mazes you just walk in a circle and then you leave but this plantation maze garden maze is truly amazing it's it's incredible and so pretty too um and if you look at an aerial view of it there's a pineapple in the middle um that you can walk through (laughs) which is fun but other than that so all those activities you can do um there's also you can watch a pineapple cutting demonstration or you can go to a pond and feed fish um and, of course, there is a restaurant on site, and you can also buy the Dole Pineapple Ice Creams, which you can get in yes. Disneyland, but if you go to Dole Plantation, it's the original one.
0: Yeah, I wonder... Oh, I guess this. It. I think of it. I've always thought of it as a Disney thing, but I guess yeah. it's because of the tiki room. <laughs> yes, and the tiki room is Polynesian, and Polynesian mm-hmm. is indirectly Hawaiian. So okay.
2: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I and I don't know if this is true anymore, but I remember a couple years ago, it was like Disneyland was the only place you can get a like a plant pineapple ice cream, Dole pineapple ice cream outside of Hawaii. But I don't know if that's still true nowadays.
0: I have been seeing it other places okay. now.
2: They've expanded. Um,
0: yeah, because, I mean, uh, what was that one? Strickland's that used to be on uh, near uh, Irvine campus mm-hmm. had um, actually served Dole Whip in their soft serve machine. It oh. wasn't very popular. I never saw anyone get it, but you could get it from them. So I love Dole Whip. Yes. I love me Dole Whip.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who's up next? I can never remember the order.
1: Well, I I'm going to completely shift gears Ooh. and go across the pond to Ireland and one of my most surprising tours was actually the Guinness factory. I
2: was going to say. Wow.
1: Now, don't even think of this as like, oh, this is like a wine or a beer tasting. No. This is as if you mated a a beer tasting with Ikea. Okay? And the reason why I
2: say (laughs) Ikea
1: is because if you've ever walked in an Ikea, you can't go to the, I don't know, the bathroom department directly. You have to do a tour of the whole place welcome to the concept of the Guinness factory. Um, Because literally while they say on their website that it's an hour and a half tour. Oh no, it's seven floors. Now don't get me wrong. It's seven floors of history, of culture, of science. Like you can totally get your geek on. There's an entire display about simply, And I don't, I say display, but it's more of an interactive. They'll have people come out and pour for you the exact temperature of how, of Guinness and how it should be served as well as the pour, how to correctly pour a Guinness oh. and now, now I thought I'm just gonna jump in. I'm gonna learn a little bit about Giddis, get a couple sips on, and then go. Oh no! I think I was there for about three or four hours.
0: And you were um, tanked also.
1: I did moderate my I did moderate my <laughs> consumption, but yeah, I had to keep thinking. I'm like, am I still okay now? Fortunately, we're doing a lot of walking, um, uh-huh. and their their restaurant and their bar and stuff like that are on the top floor. But all throughout the seven floors, you're learning stuff. You're, they've got a great interactive displays, but yeah, you're going to get a little sippy sip as you go. Um, and it was, it was awesome. Now, granted, I like, I like Stouts. I like Guinness. Um, and for those of you who don't like it, you can still go because there's, they do some great pairings and they've got other things. They actually had, um, some stuff that unfortunately is not even available in the U S. So I I cried a little bit and then had an extra cup while I could, Mm -hmm. um, an extra pint while I could, but they've also done some really creative stuff in, in terms of like Guinness and chocolate milkshakes and things like that. Um, and of course there's a store where you can buy all sorts of Guinness paraphernalia. Uh, but it was an absolutely unbelievable experience. Now you need to buy your ticket in advance. Now, right now they're closed, um, but you can. It, it is. It's such a cool experience. And if you really want to go the high roller roll, you can always get an ambassador tour, um, and then you get your own, you know, host throughout the thing. But literally, it is such an o- awesome, awesome place.
0: Super it's cool
2: chocolate milk or chocolate shake? What did you say? Something chocolate? <laughs> it's a Guinness. Um, yeah, it's a Guinness
1: milkshake. Chocolate milkshake. milkshake.
2: Ooh. I don't, I'm not a stout person, but that sounds delicious.
1: It's, yeah, and it it's not, it doesn't taste like a beer milkshake. It just tastes like the creamiest Mm -hmm. chocolate shake. It is, it is outstanding.
0: You can, um, actually make ice cream with Guinness.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So I don't know if you ever had that, but, um, uh, okay. I'm going to go into another drink. I'm going to go back to Hawaii though. Um there this is one particular tour there's a lot of coffee tours but i'll t- tell you about one that i've been on personally there is something called the Kauai coffee company like Kauai, the island of mm. hawaii is Kauai coffee and you can take a tour when you actually go there um you do have to pay a little bit um usually uh i think the cost was about 20 25 dollars but um what they do is it's kind of like a safari tour, you know, like when you go, Ooh. you know, so they, they throw you into a Vanagon kind of thing and they drive you all over the plantation, showing you how they irrigate, how they plant. They tell you about the history of growing coffee in Hawaii and all that type of stuff. They show you the, how they, you know, how they grab, uh, how do you harvest it? They show you the re- roasting um, facilities and the whole thing. And at the end, of course they have a gift shop where you can purchase coffees. Now Kauai coffee, I think is available at a lot of places, but they also have select things that they only offer at this particular place because it's made in, it's only available in small quantities. Um, uh, so one of the things that I got in particular was something called um, their peaberry coffee mm. um, I don't know the ex- peaberry coffee is it kind of describes the bean it's not like origin or variety or anything like that, but it's a it's a mutation um and it's where you know, like when you open up a coffee bean, usually, You'll see two, when you see a coffee bean, they're actually, those two coffee beans are in one cherry, essentially. Mm -hmm. A pea berry is a mutation where only one seed grows in it and it has a slightly different flavor. So they'll actually sort out all the coffee and get those pea berries where there's only one seed that grew up in the, grew in a berry and they'll make a coffee with that and you only can get it there because it's like a mutation like i don't know one out of 200 will be that type and they'll make oh. you can buy coffee there that's of that type of breed not a breed i'm sorry mutation <laughs> so Whoa. anyways that's it
2: that's so cool. um
0: give them a, and you can go get some coffee there you can buy their coffee and bring it home so um that's kind of cool i like i love coffee so um to go on a coffee tour was really amazing
2: okay so my last one i haven't been to but it's on my list of places i want to go uh and it's in japan and Mm. it is the cup noodles museum in yokohama (laughs) have you guys heard of it (laughs) or been there no
0: this sounds familiar but go
2: okay so it's exactly i mean it's exactly what it sounds like it's the museum where cup noodles it's all about cup noodles um and interestingly they used to i just i'm on their website right now and they have a pop-up notice so you used to be able to walk up and just buy your tickets in person as first come first serve but now you have to purchase the ticket in advance at a convenience store, a very huh? long convenience store, very specific. Uh, so that's something to note. Just make sure you know when and where to buy your ticket from. But very cool uh, place. They have a ton of different exhibits um, or things that you can walk through. So there's, of course, the factory part where you can actually make your own chicken ramen. As far as like you, c- you can like choose the little toppings that go inside um, and then they'll like steal it for you and you can take it home <laughs> as a mm-hmm. as a uh, souvenir. But you can also watch the f- people making the noodles that go into what you then add your toppings to. Uh, so there's that, there is the Cup of Noodles Park where I guess you get a virtual experience of being a noodle in the factory. So you go through wow. as a noodle through the entire manufacturing uh, process. That
0: is hysterical.
2: <laughs> from, from making, becoming the noodle and then like getting shipped in the little cup. Um, so that sounds really fun. And then there's the Instant Noodles History Cube, where you will see the whole <laughs> timeline of how Instant Noodles came about, uh, how he started the chicken ramen and how it grew into the global... Food staple that everyone has um, nowadays. So, but instead of like a just one wall timeline, it's a cube. So you get to walk around in a circle reading about all these things. And then there's the theater where you can sit down and then watch the history of Cup Noodles. There's also um, Momofufu's work shed. So I guess they recreated the shed where he actually came up with the chicken noodle invention or chicken ramen invention first the world's first instant ramen um so you can walk by and walk into the recreation of a shed and then there's an art installation um there's also a history you can walk through and read the history of the creator momofuku ando um where it's a 58 meter long panorama that you walk through just to learn about his life and his dedication to food. And of course, there is a World Noodles Road where you can walk through and taste all the different kinds of noodles around the world on this road. Um, and it's it's a, um, I forgot the word, for it. restaurant. <laughs> it's a restaurant. So they have little shops within one section it looks like and you can just choose i mean it's kind of like a food court but like noodle specific and noodles from different parts of the world and of course there is the museum shop where you can buy all the cup noodles paraphernalia that you would want in addition to the souvenir like creation that you created earlier
0: the coffee, the, the keychains.
2: Yes, you got the, the keychains. keychains. You the coffee
0: mugs that look like a cup of noodles.
2: Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. there's so many things, um, but it just sounds so cool. And who doesn't love cup of noodles? Who hasn't had wow. it? Who doesn't love
1: it? Oh my gosh, that is awesome.
2: And well, it's so funny because, like, the outside of the building. Just looks like a factory. It's very bare and it's just like a red brick building. And you would never know, unless you, of course, knew, um, you would never know that all these things happen in there.
1: God, I, I, I'm just taken back, like to be what it's like to be a noodle in our factory. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how cute. I love it. Well, you've inspired me. I mean, while well, I could share about other factory tours I've been on, the one that I'm looking forward to most, and who knows when I'll do it is actually someday I want to go to the spam factory in Austin, Minnesota. <laughs> Not because I'm a huge spam eater. I mean, I pretty much limit my spam to spam masubi. Yes. Um, but I, their, their branding just cracks me up. So there is a museum and unlike a lot of other places I've been, it's free. The museum's free, the parking's free. Um, and they literally take you through the history the cooking and all sorts of stuff. So you'll learn fun facts like the fact that 12, almost 13 cans of spam products are eaten every second that there's, no. I didn't realize this, but 15 <laughs> different kinds of spam products sold in 44 different countries. Um, there's spam that is Filipino influenced, Mexican influenced. I mean, of course, you know, you've got the, the low sodium or even light versions of spam. Uh, but it is—it's absolutely fascinating, and so you can go to the museum. You can see, of course, how it's made—you know, the, the usual rigmarole, um, the history of it, and how literally it's been around for under a hundred years, which surprised me. Um, how it gained popularity once again during World War II and rations, uh, but then again, what what thrills me is their gift shop. Now, their gift shop takes this to a whole new level where you can buy uh, anything from a Spam brand golf bag to a corn toss game, your Spam skateboard, um, even the canjo which is <clears throat> for those of you who want to bring your Spam into the musical world, it's a banjo made with a Spam can.
2: Wow. Um, <laughs> it's
1: it's so it's so cool and I just want to you know and, and they even have you know, once you're there, you can become a spam ambassador and, uh, you know, or spam ambassadors, they say,
2: say <laughs> yes. yeah,
1: where it's right up there with being knighted, where you can share the lovely world of spam with, with others and be featured on their website.
0: Spam That's
2: incredible.
1: <laughs> it's yeah. I mean, I love it. I mean, they definitely, well, I think they take their products seriously. They don't take themselves too seriously. Um, And so, yeah, I I really, I can't wait to some, I I don't know when I'm going to be in Austin, Minnesota, but at some point I, I will, I will be there just to get this experience.
2: Cool. Yum. Okay. Man, this covers a lot of food. Any last honorable mentions or did we cover everything?
0: Not, we haven't covered everything. We'll
1: have to come (laughs) back. There's so many more I'd love to do. We'll have to come back.
2: Man. Mm. All right. Well, I feel like if these places were all next to each other, we could have built ourselves a whole like week's worth of things to do. But unfortunately, they're all very far apart from each other. So next time you're in Wisconsin or you're in Ireland or Japan or Austin, where was it? Where was the spam uh, factory?
1: Austin, Minnesota. Yes. Yeah, so Austin, don't go to Minnesota. Austin, Texas. You no. will be disappointed, but there's other <laughs> great things to see there.
2: Yes. Uh, you have, you have some place to go to. Um, well, thank you for tuning into our food tours podcast. What did you guys think? Let us know on our social media channels where you can find photos of our adventures from around the world, interesting articles and more.
1: And also, if you're newer to our podcast, we don't just talk about topical things. We also talk about a lot of destinations. So check out some of our classic podcasts on Cuba, Taiwan, and Russia, just to name a few.
0: Aminos in Paris is the University of California, Irvine, Division of Continuing Education Production. If you need a career boost, looking to increase your workplace knowledge, or seeking a new profession, check them out at ce.uci.edu for their professional courses. Thanks again tuning in. We'll see you next time.
2: Bye. Bye. Ciao.